Michael Gevin here with Jumpstart Sessions. So I'm super excited to bring you these one-on-one -on -one, uh, coaching sessions. These are kind of behind the scenes and coaching videographers and filmmakers. And if you'd like to kind of cherry pick what you'd like to even listen to on each episode, you can go to jumpstartsessions.net. And on there, you'll be able to find the show notes for each and every single episode. There's also an assessment that I have each person take that I coach. You'll be able to see their results on the show notes page for each episode. You'll also be able to take the assessment yourself so you can kind of compare results. If you yourself would like to be coached on a Jumpstart session, you'll also just go to jumpstartsessions.net and it'll say, get coached on the podcast. You fill out a questionnaire and as of right now, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. And so ultimately, that's all I've got for now. I'm super excited for you to listen to this episode. So let's rock and roll. So first and foremost, excited to have you on here. I would love for you to kind of tell me a little bit about what's going on, what your situation is, kind of what the challenges are, and what you're thinking about wanting to, to do to accomplish you know, where you're at. So something huge actually happened today. Okay. Uh, <laughs> and it was a bad day, but that's okay. Okay. Well, so. maybe we could, I'll do the, 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 the title of the thing. I'll jumpstart you, hopefully. So. <laughs> Yeah. So, um, last year I graduated from Mason and I've had a couple of jobs here and there. Mm -hmm. Um, I was working for my dad for a while. So okay. doing like, social media, that's how I started with like actually getting into video. Okay. And then, um, after that I got a job at this insurance place. I didn't like it. So I was like, just let me just quit that job. And now I just applied to this company called Stan Study, and I have only been there for a week, but got laid off today. So it was just things weren't working out because I didn't realize there was no training on the job okay. and things like that. So I told him like, if you ever need me for like social media and video, like I'm here, but otherwise it's fine. Now was so. this was this the position you literally just told me about in the messaging? Say so you just started a new position, or was that something else? Yes, <laughs> it was okay. that one. Yeah, okay. it's literally only been like four or five days. Okay. Because um, the short week last week. Sure, sure. But yeah, so and it's for like a totally different role. It's for digital marketing, which okay. I'm really interested in. But I guess they're looking for someone who already knows everything. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah. It's like <laughs> miscommunication or something happening there. So, all yeah. right. So maybe this is even more, uh, more uh, needed than yeah. they have thought a week ago. <laughs> exactly. And I was just like, oh, like it's fine. I'll just get something like videos. I'll do some videos on the weekends and like sure. that'll be it. But sure. now I'm like, well, who knows where life will take me. So, hey, that's uh, <laughs> that is life for sure. <laughs> yeah. In cliche way. That is that is life, but. All right, well, let's, let's, uh, let's dig in. I, I think that there's, you know, uh, did it literally just happen today then before? Like, yeah, she said to come in tomorrow. So I'm like, okay, okay but I don't know, like, what will happen after that. Okay, gotcha. So just trying to see um, what's going to happen. <laughs> perfect. Well, I was watching a, a couple things before I had a, a Salvation Army video. Your stuff's looking really good. I mean, you've got definitely a start. How long have you been kind of doing things with video? The video I was looking at was like five months ago. Um, I mean, Was that with BBG? Yeah, I think they're they're playing music, Salvation Army testimonials. Uh, yeah. 
three that people one. real life experiences tell their stories yes did you get that off of it was off your website you sent me like oh, a wix link yes okay i was like i think i sent that but i can't remember yeah yep. so yep. yeah um that one was in november or october okay. um that was the first like brand ever i worked with and um I knew from one of my past coworkers. He okay. knew a guy who was in like an authoritative role at the Salvation Army. So yep. I was like, all right, like we barely got paid for it, but I was just like, it's experience. I'm taking yeah. it. Well, people, you know, we catch people at all different levels. And I think we, you know, I talk to people and, and even myself, we always got to get back into the place of like, who was I when I was 19 years old or 18 years old? And when I just start, cause I happened to just start it. 18, 19 years old. How old are you? I'm 22. 22. So, you know, depending on who you're talking to and who you get help with, we can tend to forget where we came from. And you yeah. see somebody who's at a place where work's coming in, they're charging $10,000 or $5,000, but most people didn't just come out of the gate with incredible work and getting paid nice rates for everything and just this great flow of amazing clients. They, they started somewhere and they did something and it tends to either be free or it maybe is $500 for something that you may be able to value and you may be able to get $5,000 for in six months, in a year, in two years. Uh, but there's no shame in that. And, and sometimes I think that we can have a little shame. Like I'll ask somebody, what are they charging or what are they doing? And, and there's this like, well, I mean, done these projects. I've only got $200 for them. And there's this kind of like, they should be telling me that they should have gotten 2000 or I know you should have got, and I don't, I don't like to do that to people because we all got to start somewhere. So right. uh, you're off to a good start with the work that I saw. So let me ask a little bit about kind of what is your, what is your mission a little bit with what you'd like to potentially accomplish with video? I mean, do you see yourself, I mean, I, I, I you know, I, I'm looking on here and you, you know, you, you seem to, you know, love shooting more than you love editing actually, just based on this, not that you don't like editing, but um, just a 10 for shooting and a seven for, for editing. Um, and then selling's actually pretty high. So you feel comfortable having those conversations with people about projects. So some people, <laughs> you're probably in the 1% of people who filled these forms out and put that in. Cause I would say the majority of people are under a, a six or seven. I mean, a lot are under five. They'll be, how much do I love selling? A three. And yeah. it's to correlate with the, you know, the money they tend to make because <laughs> if you're afraid to talk to people and you're afraid to sell, you know, at all, that's going to, you know, hurt you getting and jobs. Exactly. And honestly, like I'm really bad in like really big group settings, but like one-on-one, -on -one, I feel like I can just be myself and like, I just like to talk to people one-on-one uh, -on -one more. So I don't have like a sales pitch <clears throat> or anything like that. But sure. Well, I no, just like I to get to know people. Yeah. And that's, well, that's an advantage. And I think that that's the shift I you've probably heard me say, but the, the shifting from, you know, selling to serving, like you're, you're, you're just serving, you're helping, you're having a conversation. I think so many where it goes wrong is they think they have to sell like a used car salesman. Like, I don't care if you need video or not, I'm going to sell you a video. <laughs> and, and that yeah. just doesn't really work. Like, you know, in fact, your ability to almost turn things away is more attractive than it is to push things onto people. Right. Um, I think in this day and age that people are putting so much pressure on people all the time to, to do things, whether they need it or not. 
And that just kind of turns people away. So if they think they're being sold to, they automatically go in an opposite direction. So that ability to just get to know somebody, have a conversation, find out what their needs are, see how you might be able to help. That's a great way to sell ultimately. Right. So, right. so let me ask that in regards to what kind of business do you, do you, I always like to ask and probe on the aspect, you know, there's shooting, there's editing, there's kind of, you know, obviously running the company and, and being able to get the jobs and, and sell the jobs and then have the jobs to shoot and edit. I mean, what do you see yourself at right now? I always kind of joke about this magic wand. If we could just kind of, you know, hoopity ha and, and <laughs> got what you want as of right now, because we evolve, we change, we grow right. two to five years from now, you'll be completely different. But where you're at today, what would that look like for you? Honestly, I'd love to be part of like, even if it's a small company, um, just any production company that's like local. Yeah. Um, and then be either like a videographer, video editor, um, and it tie in with marketing somehow, okay. like whether it's social media or like promoting another business through video. Like sure. that's what I feel like I really enjoy. So you already then see yourself as recognizing that you'd be better suited right now to be ultimately pseudo employed or freelance doing the activity of shooting or editing rather than you getting the projects and, and then taking on the whole load. Does that feel better for you? Yeah, a bit. Um, I, it's, it's hard to, cause I don't know if I like wedding videography yet or not yep. in like, I'm doing that this weekend. So oh, okay. that'll okay. be the first time ever. <laughs> okay. Okay. Sure. So we'll see how it goes. I might really like it. Maybe more than marketing, maybe less. I don't know. But that's where I'm at right now. What now. about like the, uh, say that Salvation Army piece, is that the kind of stuff that you would get more excited to work on that kind of project potentially as of right now of what you have worked on? Yeah. So I actually, because, um, BBG actually, uh, one of the guys there, they contacted me or I reached out cause I, my uncle knew him, whatever. Relationships and... or everything. Yep, sure. <laughs> yeah. So um, I landed that because they saw my Salvation Army video and they were like, oh, we want a video like this, but to promote our webinars. So yep, I was okay. like, oh, I'm gladly to do it, you know? Yeah. So it was just something that kind of fell into my lap. Sure. And, th and that kind of stuff, it it's interesting. The more, I mean, that's what this, that I'm really trying to do more than anything. Cause you know, when people come in and, and they say, I want more weddings or I want more of this, my probing is, if you didn't need money, would you do that? Now, obviously, there's a lot of variables to all of this, but I think sometimes, you know, I put in there, you know, would you, what would you be doing if you didn't need money? And you said, stop doing what I'm doing, which I think at the time was the current job that you had had, because I think you already knew it wasn't a right fit, ironically. Yeah. <laughs> and, um, and you said you'd be, you know, doing videos for fun and living a balanced life. So there's this idea that, you know, doing videos is the thing you want to do. And then within videos, you know, there's a lot of things that can be done. And so, you know, like with the wedding business, yes, it's something that in video in general, it's very easy to understand the target market. You know, it's a bride, they're getting married, they're engaged, yeah. it's a female, you know, and, uh, and so there's a lot of clarity around that. But, and it can be one of the easier things to get into and generate money within video. But as I talk to people, I talked to lots of different people. There's people who absolutely love it. There's people that absolutely hate it. There's people who are absolutely indifferent. They're just kind of like, well, I mean, it's fine, you know, whatever. But in this day and age, I think that 
there's so many people that are doing things that if you're not really interested in it and you have, I always say this, if you have an exit strategy before you entered, then there's kind of this aspect of why go into it. So like the guy just got on before you, you know, he was very clear that he wanted to do action sports. And so when he's got that clarity, it doesn't mean he's, cause he's been getting some weddings and he's been getting this and he's been, and it's kind of the thing with what you just said happened. It's been very relational. It's like this person sees something and then they want, and so he's got this kind of variety of things happening. It doesn't mean that he shouldn't take those things and he doesn't totally hate them, but he can tell that there's a greater enthusiasm for shooting and editing when he's working on these action sports. Whereas when he's shooting the other things, really the only thing he likes is the shooting, but he doesn't even care as much about what he's shooting. It's just the fact that he gets to get paid and shoot. So right. it's like that clarity of knowing that he wants the action sports. If you start putting your effort towards action sports, things will happen. You know, yeah. and you'll end up can build a bit, especially whether it's, because I always think if somebody's just doing something for money, then you might as well get a job because the reality is... <laughs> It's true. <laughs> a lot easier to just show up and get paid than it is to build a business doing stuff that you're kind of okay with. Now, you always have some projects or things that you're not as excited or they go a little haywire. But if you do have clarity about something you'd like to work on, then you might as well push yourself into that direction versus pushing yourself in directions just, just because. Um, so the weddings and things right now, it's like, well, yeah, experiment with these things because right now you're young enough. You haven't done that many things. You don't know what really, I've had things I thought I'd love and I ended up hating and I've had things, what I'm currently doing actually in my life today was by no stretch of the imagination, a passion, a desire or something that I ever dreamed about doing. And it wasn't until some accidental things happened where I got asked to do something. I was like, okay, you know, and I did it. I liked it and I got, and, and I kind of went more and more into it. Now, you know, I love it. So you never know what you're going to end up loving. But um, right. so in that aspect, I do believe, and even like looking at the profile, um, you know, thing there's, and I, I don't typically, I don't bring those up. What I'm going to start doing with the podcast is letting people kind of see a person's graph. So, and then we'll have a little intro and then people will be able to see, oh, okay. I kind of, my graphs look like that person. So I kind of guide when I'm talking with the coaching, because I've been studying under a behavioral profiler for like five years now. So I've seen lots wow. of these and there's, there's trends where there's, there's, there's no hard and fast, this is always the way, but there's kind of exceptions to rules sometimes. So, you know, you would probably tend to a degree to lean on the more introverted side of things rather than I'm just out talking to everybody and meeting everybody. <laughs> it's like you like, you can talk to people and you like on a one-on-one -on -one to get to know somebody. But like the guy that I just talked to, he's like the opposite of you. And he's just meeting people left and right every day, you know, and, and going places, oh, nice. opening up a door, walking into a business. Hey, you know, I'm Avery. <laughs> and, you know, and that probably doesn't necessarily excite you to do it in that way as much as it does for him. Right. So knowing that, I see someone like yourself typically having more success in business potentially after they have been able to learn the ropes through other people and being under an organization. Like there's a number of people who worked for me for years. They run their own companies now and they're, and they're doing decent, you know, but for three to five years, they got to observe me doing my thing and they didn't have as much responsibility. They didn't have to sell the jobs. They didn't have to get the work. They just got to show up and shoot. They just got to show up and edit. They got to hear me interact with them and learn and grow. And then they evolved. And over time they were, they, they knew more what to do versus, 
you know, I can jump out of my, uh, jump out of a plane and build my wings on the way down. You might more need a professional wing builder before you're comfortable in jumping. And so right. when you own that, it makes life a lot easier in the decisions you start to make that guide you to something that's going to be a lot easier. You know, that whole fish being right. in water rather than it is trying to climb a tree. And a lot of times, you know, we're ahead of lettuce and we're hammering nails instead of just making a salad. And so, um, so that's a powerful thing to start knowing because you can, as you start to look for opportunities, you can look for opportunities to know that I just want to shoot or edit under an organization and, and be clear about that. And the more you start, I mean, taking, I mean, the cool thing is you're, you, you've got a few bigger brands and so you can start to leverage those to even get your jobs or get your positions or get an internship. I don't know what you're you share whatever you're willing to share, but I don't know what your financial situation is in regards to your need for money. Like the last guy still lived at home. It's fine. But his need for money, is that where you're still at home? Yeah. <laughs> That's good though, because you know, <laughs> there's a big difference between the 19 year old me who lived in my parents' basement and the, you know, almost 30 year old me who had honestly a lot of debt. I'm 33 now. I'll be 33 in September. But when I almost turned 30 and was getting married, had a lot of debt had a lot of bills, had a lot of responsibilities, and my ability to go out and work for a week and make $250 and be two thumbs up about it was a little bit different yeah. because I couldn't just make $1,000 in a month and have everything be okay, you know? Right. So there's a power in your ability to not need money right this second because you have that flexibility. I was just listening whether I like to observe and just learn whether people like certain people or not. I don't really like to get into the politics of all that. It's irrelevant. I just like to observe things and learn. So there was this Joe Rogan yeah. podcast and uh, uh, Jordan Peterson. And Jordan Peterson had this Joe Rogan guy on. And I was just listening to it. And he was talking about when he started his podcast about 10 years ago, he was doing these you know, two and three, three and a half hour long episodes. And people around him were like, dude, why would you do that? Like, that's ridiculous. Nobody's going to listen to three and a half hour episodes. You need to cut those down to an hour or less. And at the time he had other things coming in that were generating money. So he didn't need the money from this. In fact, he had zero idea, dream, vision that it was ever even going to make any money. He literally just did it because he wanted to have conversations with interesting people. And he, from certain things he was in, he just thought, okay, we'll record it. And we'll just share it. We'll just share it online. That's it. And so he said, I don't really care what anybody thinks. I'm not cutting it down. It's, I, if, if people don't want to listen, they don't have to listen. So he just made it simple. He recorded them, talked to interesting people, and just kept doing it. Well, now 10 years in, he has over 200 million downloads a month. He's one of the number one podcasts there is in the world. His episodes are two to three, three and a half hours a piece. And he'll record, he releases them on a totally random schedule on a weekly basis. And sometimes he releases three in a day. Um, and so I love that because what I tend to see is that people who do things from a place of love and passion and not a need for money and they stick with something that actually tends to be the person who ends up with more money than the person who is chasing money or chasing opportunities that they, they quite frankly wouldn't have done if they didn't need money. And right. so your ability to kind of be able to be patient and not need $8,000 a month right now. We're like, well, I got to take any job that, you know, is going to pay me that kind of money. You're able to start to go, you know, 
intern for different companies and just rock their world. And then three months in 90 days. And it doesn't mean during that whole time, you can't make a dime and you shouldn't make anything, but you just have some more flexibility to work on different things. Like even the last guy, it's like, he can go, if he really wanted to do weddings, I, I, I mean, I can give strategies to get weddings that I think are, are faster than others, but it, it all just depends. Cause again, the faster you need that money, then the, the things you got to do have a little bit more urgency because a lot of the things I've seen through the years is that, yeah, if you want to do advertising or like direct response marketing, where it's like add to buy something, that's the fastest way. It doesn't necessarily always build relationships, but as you saw relationships in my last call was very, today's a very heavy relationship oriented uh, day from the calls I've been doing, but my entire career has been built off of relationships. Um, I mean, it really exponentially came that way after 2000, probably 11, where really, I mean, it, it just, it was everything. Because if you followed me on social media from 2012 or 13 on, you wouldn't even known I owned a video production company. I, I didn't change my website. I wasn't posting anything about anything I was doing, but everything was happening behind the scenes in relationships and referrals and text messages. And it wasn't coming because I was posting on social media about video production all the time. Right. Um, Cause I was likable. I did a good job and just, it was a snowball, but I had enough momentum that things and people I met in relationships, I kind of planted seeds with in 2011, 2012, 2013, a lot of it started to blossom in 2015, 16 and 17. And so, I mean, I made not a dime from some of those people that I met in 2013. And then I would see them at different events and conferences quite frankly, almost every year, but they didn't need my services. And then when they did, I was their person. And so right. the longer you can stay in the game, the easier the game can get. But for right now, you know, you can start to explore opportunities to get, you know, an internship or a paid position. And the cool thing is you don't need a highly paid position right now necessarily. Like, you know, again, you don't have to come in being like expecting to get an $80,000 a year video production job with somebody. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> um, so, you know, so what, what are your thoughts there in regards to some questions you may have or some blocks you may have in regards to kind of pursuing some of these things? I mean, some of it is like, you know, oh, you won't make anything besides like the wedding videos, like wedding videography, but. You mean that's a limiting belief that you think wedding videos are the only area you know right now to generate money with? <laughs> Not me. Other people who have like given me advice, they're just like, oh yeah, there's no money in, you know marketing videos or like whatever it's yeah. just because i'm not gonna yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> get into yeah. who's giving you that advice but so i mean much like, love to whoever it may be but you know the reality is if there's one thing i've learned through my career is we cannot like i remember tim ferris actually back in the day when i did a thing for him he says if you want to be a new york times best-selling author learn from one not one who either has nothing to do with it or one who's just read blog posts on it but one who's done it and I think yeah. we can tend to get advice from people. My one buddy, he used to, he was a wedding videographer, started when he was 13 and his family was all very doctors, lawyers, all that kind of stuff and the whole family. And when he graduated high school, he didn't go to college and he got, his parents got obliterated. You know, you got to send him to, to college if he doesn't go like, blah, blah, blah. And about three and a half years in, one of the specific relatives came up to him and the family and apologized because my buddy was generating more money as a wedding videographer than that person was as like a lawyer. 
Um, you know, oh, my, wow. my buddy was doing like three to $500,000 a year, you know, shooting weddings and doing photography. And that particular person wasn't doing as well. I mean, you still can make, I mean, $200,000 is not bad money, of course. <laughs> But, you know, for, for him to be doing that as a creative when they kind of, I mean, my biggest pain is, is going to a high school or going to somebody and having somebody come up to me that says their parents or their friends or whoever told them, you know, one girl specifically was with her like boyfriend's friends and they said, so what do you want to do? And she said, I want to be a photographer. And, 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 and uh, they said, that's nice. So what do you really want to do? And it just. Exactly. <laughs> I quite frankly don't care who they are, but I want to punch them in the face. You know, it's just like that drives me insane because to dream squash people drives me crazy because people are not necessarily ill-intended, but they don't know any different or they don't know any better. And yeah. there's so much opportunity out there in the, in the creative arts and, and digital and marketing and video, quite frankly, a lot more than there are in whatever random things that people that are in their 40s, 50s, 60s and beyond may even realize. I think there's plenty of people at all those ages who get it, but other ones who have still, you know, not yeah. updated their operating system quite yet. So, <laughs> um, right. but yeah, so of course like there's too. a lot out there. Um, so don't, don't, you, you, you're going to have to do your best no matter what loved ones or friends or family that may be that's, that's putting that on you to um, one I hate to say this, but what I have learned is that certain people that I still love and care about, and I know loves and cares about me, I just can't have those certain conversations with them at all. I just don't even bring oh, it up. Really? Just no conversation about it. It's just, it's a losing battle. And then you're in a, you're in a conversation that you can't win. And then you're, the more you're fed negative things, then the more your brain starts to believe those negative beliefs and those negative things. And then you start to question yourself, you have self doubt, and then you may not go for the things. And I actually just got, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was gonna say, that's exactly where I'm at right now. <laughs> Cause like, there's so many, like, I think, wait, where do you live on West coast? I'm in the mid Midwest. I'm in Illinois. Midwest. Okay. Yeah. So I'm near like DC. So okay. it's okay. like, I think in this area, it's very like, videography prone but like or uh, wedding videography prone okay sure but it's just that other side like you were saying like people give you like negative comments negative it's like oh what do you really want to do because yeah. like you know job titles here it's just such a huge thing yeah just like, oh, like who cares if it makes money go for it yeah, and, and it's hard, and, and I get it. And depending on who it is, uh, it hurts a lot more than others. But, um, yeah, I, I just – if there's anything I've learned through the years, I'm a master encourager. So my, my goal is to encourage you out of whoever is discouraging and, and <laughs> dig out of that ditch. Uh, but I just got a message, which kind of is in alignment, because this girl had a similar um, kind of graph and personality to you, and I hadn't talked to her in – have to look back, but I think a couple years and I had done a call with her and nothing. And then all of a sudden randomly, she goes, I don't know if you remember me. And she sends me a message today and I <laughs> looked at some prior messages and I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. I remember her. And, and she's like, you know, I know that you told me that my personality might have a problem, like have a harder time, um, you know, getting jobs or getting work. Like we're kind of talking about here. And she said, so I've always kept that in my mind and I cracked the nut now. And I've, I've kind of partnered with some photographers and other videographers and people. And now I'm doing a lot more second shooting. She's like, I got 14 for her. She did want to do weddings. She's like, I got 14 weddings and, 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 and different things. And she's so excited. She said she was in almost in tears. And 
He said, where do you think you would have been if you hadn't? Because she was going that fish climbing a tree route. Mm. And she goes, I, I, I really believe I would have given up. Because yeah. what can work for certain people, it doesn't mean it, it won't work for others, like of the opposite yeah, kind of behavior and personality. But it's just like, why would we use a butter knife to cut down a tree when we know that there's a chainsaw? Right. <laughs> you know? And so if you're a butter knife, then you know you might not be able to cut down that tree, but you can cut bread really well. Yeah. And so if you own these things that some of us are we're just wired differently, um, then the paths you can take and get guided, you can do the activity that you love and, and still get paid decently to do it, but you're not trying to do it so against the grain. And that's why I was saying earlier, that idea that it doesn't mean you couldn't even have owning your own business and even hiring people and doing these things, but maybe for you, your better path is going to be doing things under people for three to five, six years. And then you've grown and you've evolved and you've learned and you, you have this whole new kind of outlook and skills that you didn't have today. That if you try to go straight to that path, it's like you aren't getting any traction and you aren't getting right. any momentum. And so, um, yeah, but there's definitely, especially in a place like DC, I mean, you don't live in the, I, I talked to a guy the other day, I mean, he lives in a town where he's like, it's like 500 people. You, you know, and it's like, it's, it, he has to drive almost two hours to get to a decent amount of people. And it still was only, I mean, I say only, cause it's still plenty, a few hundred thousand, where it's like, I only have to drive 20 minutes and I'm in a town with millions of people. Right. Uh, I live in a town of 26,000 people, but I don't have to drive five hours to get to, you know, more than 10,000. Yeah. Uh, you know, but the thing is when we stop and, and we think again, you get into even just the two to five thousand dollars. If you were taking on your own projects, two to five thousand dollars, let's just say. It's no, those are not crazy numbers. Crazy numbers start to get into ten and thirty and fifty and a hundred grand. But two to five is is a is a as the thing that everybody on certain levels can get to. Um, right. and as a solo person, even um, without having to hire a bunch of people. And so you start to think about that. Let's take it on the higher end of it as five. 10 projects is $50,000. And when we stop and think about it, 10 projects, which is, could be 10 people, 10 companies, 10 whatever. If you live in a town of still 40,000 people, now that, you know, there's not all of our businesses, not all of them are going to hire you, but it's just, there's this level of, you only need 10, 10 companies, 10 individuals, 10 whatever to spend that five grand. You don't need, you're not an e-commerce site selling something for $10. Right. And now all of a sudden, you know, you need a thousand people just to make 10 grand. Yeah. You know? and, and so you, you need what, you know, 10,000 people to make a hundred thousand dollars. It's like, no, I mean, you're dealing with something that even as a freelance camera operator or editor, you could average somewhere for shooting between 400 to a thousand dollars a day. And for editing between 200 to a thousand dollars an edit. And so you know, those numbers, again, you don't need hundreds of people to be able to make a living doing this work because, again, you're not selling buttons and trinkets and things for 5 and $10 where it takes a lot of volume to add up. You're right. offering a service where, you know, you're probably going to make somewhere between 25 to $75 an hour doing, doing the activity of, of video or filming. Um, but your ability to go into something right now and, one – experimentation is great. And then just having where you're like chiseling as you're going along and you start to, uh, yeah, I'm not, I'm not digging that at all. So let's just cut it off. Don't, don't, 
I think too many times we can tend to go down things <laughs> again we don't enjoy. And like I said, it's better just get some random job than end up with a ton of work that we're like, oh, this is okay. It's like a harder, you know, self, you know, I'm self-employed, but I work a hundred hours a week now, you know, for stuff yeah. that I don't. So experiment, but you know, there's organizations potentially, we'll just, let's just say for, you know, one second, like the Salvation Army. I mean, there's potential if you can start to learn I say more to be than a one trick pony. And what I mean by one trick pony is you actually had videos with interviews. I, a lot of people I've been talking to, um, even inside of like full-time filmmaker, there's a lot of people who are just making music videos. Now music video can be made for the Salvation Army, which what I mean by music video is just clips and music, like a sizzle reel. Right. Um, and, and I started my career with that, but those can tend to, depending on who you might work with, but overall they can tend to be limited in the money you can get for them. Mm-hmm. And they tend to me be more of the one trick pony type of aspect. Like how many of just, are you going to go into something and just shoot a bunch of beautiful shots and edit a, edit a clip together? I mean, how many times are you going to be able to do that versus when you start getting interviews and testimonials and things like that, you can weave those stories in all sorts of different ways that you right. can utilize for an organization to really help tell the story of their you know, I'm thinking of like something like Salvation Army. I'm thinking of like a Boys and Girls Club. You know, that ability to tell the uh, impact that the, 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 that, you know, the Boys and Girls Club is having on the community and the kids and their families. Right. The things they're doing. And so now you're helping the Boys and Girls Club raise more money uh, because rather than them only asking for money when they're asking, you know, only reaching out when they ask for money, which is what I've seen, you're now putting content in front of people on a regular basis to see where that money's going. And now when you ask for money, they're either going to give more, give again, or give in the first place. Whereas a lot of people are becoming more kind of gun shy. They're like, well, where's this money really going? Like what's the impact it's really having? So you to make a content strategy where you can start bringing out videos, maybe once a week, you know, every other week, I mean on the extreme level every day, but really you could potentially of course, even, you know, film, I mean, a lot of times now you can film certain content and then you just repurpose it in a lot of different ways. You know, you can do Instagram stories and Facebook stories and Instagram and Facebook and YouTube and just repurpose them in different ways and slightly tweak the messaging. And now you have a lot of content and that can really help, you know, organizations in lots of different places now. I mean, need media. They need. And so if you can have an understanding, I know a girl that kind of like you, that was, uh, uh, the wife of a, uh, a guy that I did a training with, she had a job for a while, but she ended up quitting the job. But the job, because of all the knowledge she had gained, ended up hiring her back as actually like a contractor within the within the organization to focus on video for their company. Um, so it's, she like almost created a position within the organization to create regular content for them. Right. Um, you know, so there's 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 the ability, if you're able to learn enough to be confident enough for you to come in and and maybe start to utilize some of these connections. It sounds like you may have to different people and allow yourself to go into these organizations and and experiment right now and, and, you know, learn how you can start to continue to tell these stories because all it is is spinning. People don't want video or want websites or want any of these things. They want what they think it can give. So using the boys and girls club as scenario again, they don't really want video, but if they get video, they hope that it will do what I said. 
help them raise more money because that's their ultimate mission is to raise money. And so when you start to learn to have those kind of conversations about the impact that video can have, people are more inclined to do things um, and and, and let you do things versus, you know, some people just kind of go in, hey, do you need a video? And they're like, I don't know. I don't need a video right now because they don't know what they don't know. But if you can create a vision for them of the impact and what video can do, now it's a different thing. Have you heard me talk about the subway? I don't uh, think so. Okay, so the subway thing's like, subway makes a lot of money, but subway's an order taker. I walk into subway, I don't tell them, make me whatever you want. I tell them what I want made, you know? I don't right. put onions on there, I don't want any onions. <laughs> you know, so I don't let them make the sandwich however they want. I tell them how, what I want on the sandwich, how I want the sandwich made, do I want it toasted or not toasted? And so a lot of creatives and videographers if they don't want to learn at all the vision side of things, they kind of just become an order taker and they have a menu potentially where it's like, you know, especially with weddings, it's, well, do you want one camera, two cameras, three cameras? Do you want, you know, one person, two people, three people? Do you want six hours, eight hours, 10 hours? And we do this just kind of tell me what you want, packages and menus, and you just kind of sit back and you do whatever anybody tells you to do versus if you can have some vision you can have the ability to explain things a little bit and create a vision of of what's possible with video and how like, so my one buddy went into one guys I coached went into um, the boys and girls club and he was going to do the thing I mentioned earlier, which was an order take. I was going to say, Hey, nice to meet you guys. Do you guys need any video? And typically it would happen. No, we've been thinking about video, but not quite sure right now, but we'll keep you in mind. And then that's, that's it. And then if you don't stay top of mind and they don't end up needing video, then that's it. But he went in and explained what I was telling you earlier and how the vision of what those videos could do to impact their business, you know? Right. So if that's something that excites you a little bit, then that's good because that already gives you an edge no matter what you do. Um, but if it doesn't, then yeah, it's, I would tell anybody if, if that stuff just makes you glaze over and the only thing you want to play with is the, the cameras and learn more about that, literally just find a way where you can just show up for somebody and just shoot and that's it. Right. Um, you know, but your ability to even get internships and positions are going to help if you show up a little bit and try to be more than just, can I just shoot for you? You know, or can I just edit? Do you need anything shot or do you need anything edited? Utilize these, these couple videos that you've made as these pieces to leverage opening a door for you to help, you know, either help an organization that already does videos and things and help them with doing this or being able to go in to an organization that could either contract you on a regular basis. And the cool thing right now too, is again, I love that you can come in right now and experiment and, and do something where, you know, for 500 or $1,000 a month where somebody else, and, and people will hate, some will hate me for some of these things I say, because I'm not big on the like, oh my God, you're undercutting everybody. I mean, when people are starting, there's levels of like, do, do things to get the work to build. Now, if you're excellent at your job, and I guess you just keep charging, you know, $500 for something that maybe should be $1,500, it's a slightly different conversation. But what I hate is people trying to go in, they have no confidence, no brand, no portfolio, no anything, and they're just charging these exorbitant rates that you should charge once you're a little bit more experienced and right. they can't get any work. And, you know, it's like, so there's, there's that balance of where when you do free or you do a little bit cheaper and then you work your way up with supply and demand. So your ability to even go into something like the Salvation Army and create a vision a a little bit, it doesn't have to be anything crazy, but if you have a little bit of a relationship with them, it's that, 
what would it look like for us to kind of start putting out some regular, you know, videos on your social media? And I'd love to work something out where I can start to, you know, create maybe two videos a month. And, you know, maybe we could do something. I don't know what you got paid for that, but there's where you take can you share with that if you want to? Yeah, yeah, and it's no worries. Um, so for the Salvation Army, it was nine seventy five, but I Great. cut that in half with okay. this other guy that I was shooting with. Um, so oh, you like, had some help? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I was like, I was the lead on it, I guess, because okay. I had like I had borrowed my friend's camera, the one sure. uh, DX. So I was like, sure. hey, nice. I have to use this, That's and great. then uh, he had his camera, so we had to split it in half. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, that's fine. So the thousand dollars almost, that's great. So imagine if you could turn something in where you even got 600 to a thousand dollars once a month now. So now you right. took this one off $1,000 video and you turn it into $12,000 or $8,000. Um, right. People I think are starting to go for more things like that more now where rather than paying $12,000 for one video, one time is a one-off thing that they pay 50-50 having that ability to kind of swallow something and say, Hey, yeah, I'll pay a thousand dollars a month for a couple of videos or a couple thousand dollars a month. So, you know, that one trick pony, as you came in, you created the one trick, you did the one thing off you went and you know, maybe they'll contact you again. But right. when we get those opportunities, having the ability to have that vision to talk about what else could be done can now take somebody rather than always needing to seek new people. You can go deeper with the people that you were already doing something with. Right. So, yeah. yeah. And I, I was going to mention the other two videos that I did for BBG. It was uh, also a interview okay. kind of video, but um, I did something different for the second video that I've never done. Okay. Um, but I was wondering if I like overcharged or maybe I'm like okay with what the price was. Um, but two of the videos, it was basically a thousand each. So I got 2000 within two weeks. I don't know if that's like, by overcharge based on my experience or not? You know, if people are able to get things, I don't think that there's any level of, <laughs> I don't know, I don't, I, there's so much context I don't have, but I can't tell yeah, you. Like, yeah, yeah. Undercharged. I mean, again, with me, depending on who you talk to, to me, everything's contextual because what I've found is, is that you get paid sometimes in direct proportion to the problems you're solving. The problem is, is that you can solve the same problem for two people. I'm going to give you a, an SEO scenario. So you can have a guy who has an SEO business, a search engine optimization business, and he charges $500 a month for clients. Then you can have another SEO company that charges $5,000 a month for clients. Both of them, you're going to solve the problem of getting them more clients that are going to do SEO work with them. But to do one uh, the one company, you solve the problem, one client's worth $500. The other clients, you need, you know, you solve the problem that you get them one client's worth $5,000. So if you get the one person 10 clients, you made them five grand, you get the other person 10 clients, you made them 50 grand, right? For just right. a month. So you're solving the same problem. You're going to be making them a video, but one really isn't going to probably have the capacity to pay you maybe three to $5,000. They'll see the value in paying you to get a video made if they charge $500 a month because maybe that person makes $80,000 a year. So to pay you $25,000 for a video would be ludicrous because it would be not almost a third of the revenue, you know? And right. so the other company, you know, again, they may see the value in paying 10, 20, $30,000 because maybe they do $5 million a year in revenue. They're both SEO companies. 
you're both making them, you're making them both videos. They both have monthly subscriptions. You're solving the problem of getting them a client, but one's worth far more than the other. Mm -hmm. And so now at times we can have companies that are worth a ton of money and the clients are worth a ton and they just don't see the value and they don't want to pay for it. That is what it is. But on the flip side, I always use, I don't have the water bottle right now, but that water bottle scenario where, you know, it's just a capacity thing. A water bottle put under the sink for eight hours isn't going to hold any more water than the water bottle can hold. Right. Take that for granted. So, you know, we can't, if a bride's budget's 10 grand for her whole wedding, the likelihood you find a bride whose whole budget's 10 grand to pay you 10 grand to do a video is highly unlikely. You might find one out of a thousand, but wouldn't you rather charge a thousand and be able to book 30 then you would only be able to book one and you would need to get to a thousand brides too to potentially find that unicorn who's like, yeah, I don't care about anything but this wedding videographer. Um, you know, but a, I have friends who do million dollar budget weddings and the irony is they still only get 10 or 20,000 only, but 10 or $20,000. So where's the other 980 or $90,000 going when they get 10,000 out of a, a million dollars, you know? So it's yeah. just relative. So what you, whether you under or overcharge, there's a lot into that. But I would say if they were happy and you, you were happy and it all worked out, more than likely, I mean, the value's there. I mean, if you're able to start, and that's the thing for you right now, it's great for you in your first year to build a business where, quite frankly, if you're doing four to $6,000 projects a month, I'd sure you, it sounds like from your current situation, that might not be a bad deal for you. Yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> you know, that's four to $6,000 a month. Yeah, I'm used to 2000 a month, so based on my previous job. <laughs> that's, what, that's what you want or need to make? That's, that's, I'd be happy with it. Yeah, so, so. I mean, when you break that down, you just happened to get, which was a side, you know, side project, side hustle. You just got $2,000 for a project, you know? And so now it's just a matter of how do you consistently do that? You know, cause right now it's kind of this unicorn. Oh my God, I happened to get two projects for a thousand dollars. I made two grand, but I might not get another two projects for six months. You know? <laughs> uh, so what do, what do I do? And, and, and so, but that's the cool thing because when you start thinking about charging 500 to 2000 dollars for projects right now it's not going to take you don't need that many you need at 500 dollars. you need four people to get to 2000 2000 you need one at 2000 at a thousand you need two so you're not going to need a ton of people and i bet you within your network and your connections and your relationships that you probably already have or some of the things you already did you can start to create some more opportunity for yourself by which may or may not feel comfortable to you but asking, you know, just asking, saying, this is what I'm doing. Here's what I've done. And one, would you know anybody that would potentially need this? Um, or even the people you've already done things for potentially having a conversation with them again and see how it went, see if they have any desire to create something on a regular basis. Cause there's the thing too. I don't know. You had like four or five things on here, but even just at $500, what happens if you could take the, you got three, so we wouldn't quite be there, but you have three that, if they each paid you 500 bucks a month to create regular content, you'd already be at 1500 And $500 a month for ongoing kind of social media videos and content, that is not crazy, especially for at least what I'm looking at here. I mean, my buddy does schools and universities all the time, and he typically gets on the lowest end, 
I mean, he has some random ones that come in, but on average, his clients are 10 to 25, $30,000 of the video work he's creating for universities. So this mm -hmm. George Mason University, I mean, the only thing right now you got is that you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know? So basically, my buddy knows what he knows and he's able to come in and work deals and relationships and connections and make content where he can charge $15,000. And quite frankly, he's only getting a few, like they're only getting a few videos for that. Um, like he's not, he's not charging 50,000 and giving them 30 videos. I mean, he's charging oh, yeah. 50,000 and they may get two to four videos. Um, so, you know, there's, there's some, there's some conversation here to be had because th there's, there's, potential opportunity there's gold let's just say and you don't know how to mine it right now <laughs> and yeah. i think that that's that's what i'm seeing because it's looking like from at least the things i'm glancing at the work's solid like you've got a solid foundation for sure and so now to be able to just kind of mine some of that gold i think this blessing of letting go of whatever 40 to 60 hours you might have worked was it a part-time job full-time job that you full-time so yeah. it's supposed to be a 40 hours a week probably at least yeah yeah so it if you can get by for the next 60 days and just have a little bit of discipline to do some certain things, I bet you could drum up a thousand to $2,000 in business in the next 30 days. Easy. I mean, um, it doesn't have to be anything crazy. Like I say yeah. easy in the sense that that might be two or three projects in the 500, a thousand, fifteen hundred dollar range. But I think that some of these things here, and we might have to dig a little deeper. I like when, because some people are in positions where it's a lot more difficult to, help them at times yeah. depending on where they're at and what's going on but right. I think you've got some good foundation here so it's just a little bit of strategic thinking and reaching out and talking to the clients um, right. to create some opportunity how's that all sounding I know I've been going going yeah. going here but what are you thinking what are some questions what are some thoughts that you may have um yeah so I was actually really like surprised that you said the videos are like a good foundation because I know like I always compare on like the group you know, Facebook group and then like, blessing and a curse. <laughs> yeah. So I <laughs> know that's really probably common. Yeah. And I'm just like, Oh, like this is how I can be better. And like, yeah. obviously like the first video I did was the George Mason one. And that was, that was just a school project. And like I had one of my friends, he did the project with me and he was really good. So I kind of learned from him and then kind of applied that. But sure. yeah, just, I do have connections with uh, people in the wedding industry. My dad's business, is, he's actually a DJ business. So yeah, <laughs> that's why I'm like, I feel like it's a no brainer to go into videography, but at the same time, I don't know if I like it. Yeah, I get it. I get it though. Yeah, that makes, I mean, yeah. And, and that's where on your dad or others, you know, that's where sometimes, you know, there's the suck it up mentality, like just do it you know, <laughs> kind of things. And like, just, you know, and, I mean, I love my parents and my mom and they've always been very encouraging and very supportive, but there's been the times where when I did get out of weddings, you know, what I was able to get, I mean, it was very decent money and it, on a lot of levels, it was more than maybe my parents even could generate. And, you know, there was this like almost, why aren't you doing this? Like there was almost this kind of like, I don't even know how to, not shame, but just kind of like, you know, just very disgusted at the fact that. I had this thing, it made great money, and I had just lost some of my passion and enthusiasm for it. And I don't know, I, I, something about my life, I had a buddy pass away when I was started my company. I was like 20 something years old, he was 25. And I, I don't know, there was this aspect of just, 
we just never know. And I'm very, I'm the one of the most optimistic people you'll find, but <laughs> there's something that always kind of sits there where, you know, I'm just not going to, and I think that's different from our parents. Um, because I think with our parents, especially my parents, my parents are probably a little bit older than yours, but you know, there's this level of, they didn't have as many options as we have. And it's a blessing and a curse, but there was kind of this, you just take care of your family because there's limited things you can do. And, you know, whether you like it or not, you like it just for the fact that you're able to provide and whatnot. But I don't know, part of the fact that you know there's so many opportunities is part of the problem of liking and disliking potentially. But, you know, I did weddings. I just talked about with my, uh, uh, with my wife today. I mean, I did weddings for almost 10 years. I mean, I did oh, over wow. weddings. So it wasn't like I got into it for a month and a half and like, Oh, I don't really like this <laughs> a long time. And, yeah. uh, and then I started to experience other things. I just, I had reinvented the wheel a few times and I don't know. I just, I couldn't get into it like I did anymore. And, um, and that's why I transitioned. But you know, my mom, I think I was crazy. She wanted me to train her how to shoot weddings. I'm like, well, it's not that easy. <laughs> a lot of levels. I mean, I could train you, but like, it's not that easy to just the business, it's, there's so many elements to it. It's not just, I just show up and film. Like, yeah. that's not the only element to it. And that's what I feel like a lot of people just think. They're just yeah. like, oh, you just have to put it on a tripod and press record. And I'm yeah. just like, no, no, <laughs> yeah. there's more to it. And yeah. like when I actually on set or whatever, they're like, I didn't realize there was so much involved. I'm just yeah. like, yeah, it's more than you think. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Well, so, so this will be your first wedding you shot or you're going to shoot, you said? Yeah, on Friday and okay. Saturday. Okay. I'm just shadowing. Well, I'd love to, uh, you know, check in and see where you're, where you're at when you feel, cause I mean, yeah, yeah, obviously. And there's, I mean, zero pressure. I don't, it doesn't, I always say, I don't care what anybody wants to do. It's not on me. <laughs> My goal is to find what you love the most and keep pushing you in that direction. But you know, yeah, right. it'll be interesting if you obviously do find enjoyment in it and you do enjoy the process. Yeah. There's definitely some things to talk about and some leverage you'll be able to have to jumpstart. No, no pun intended your wedding business, if you will. <laughs> right. Uh, if your dad's in the business, there, there's a lot of different things that I could give for strategies there. Um, yeah. You know, these initial sessions are kind of designed as little, let's, let's see where you sit. Let's see where you guide in a path, you know, because for right. me, I, just, I think when people are clear about what they want to do and they're excited about it, they'll move a lot faster because it's that whole getting fish climbing a tree. You know, don't listen to the monkeys. If you know you're a fish, don't have the monkeys telling you it's better up in the trees because you're just going to be, you know, irritated why you can't figure out how to climb the tree, you know, and they're exactly. think you're crazy. So, um, so yeah. So, okay. Um, and I think that's what I found out. Like whenever I was doing this job this week and last week, there was a few, um, photo editors and like a photographer in okay. the company. Yeah. And I was finding that like, I was more interested in what she was doing than my I own. I saw work. that in your message. And I was like, yeah. Oh my gosh, like I'm going crazy here. <laughs> uh, no, that's a telltale sign though. Right. Like, you yeah. know what you're excited about now, again, it's remove the naysayers, ignore the naysayers, ignore the critics and just heads down in that area that you do know that you're having passion in and then just keep growing. And you, and you mentioned the comparison thing. I mean, it's, it's, I hate to say it, but it, it feels like as a whole, um, we are less inspired than we are typically inspired by things. So seeing work that is better in our eyes than our own 
I think there's levels of it. We're inspired to grow in things, but I think it can be, it, it tends to, what I see in people is it tends to have more of a crippling effect and a negative effect than it tends to have a like, yeah, I got something to work towards, you know, because you're right. always looking at your work and you're thinking you're not good. And like, if we're always in a state of, I'm not good enough and I'm not succeeding and I'm failing, <laughs> like it's, it's not a very positive moving forward type of thinking. And it, it can tend to not, some people that's very driving. Like it was very driving for me when people told me if I didn't go to college, I wouldn't succeed. I turned it as fuel for my fire to push and almost prove them wrong. Some people, they just, they start to believe that and then they start to just give up on their dreams because they, they, they believe more in the people telling them you won't succeed or you can't do that than they do yeah. going, you know what, I'm going to prove you wrong. Um, <laughs> so you got to watch that and seeing work in these groups. I mean, we got to realize <laughs> even like the people you made things for, they're not in these groups all the time. They're not looking at all these people. They don't know what's possible. And so your clients, we're, we're so much focused on our peers so much. And then I hate to say it, but I'm still not an overall massive fan of groups and comments and different things. I, I think there's a lot of blind leading the blind at times. I think that there's a lot of everybody's got an opinion and some should be listened to and others should not be listened to at all. And there's no context. I mean, I'm blown away at when somebody posts something and a person has zero context about a person's situation and they're just spewing advice and yeah. all these things on people or they'll tear videos apart. And I don't know. It's just, it's one of those things. That's why I got off of them. When I started, there wasn't Facebook groups. It was literally forums like I'm like websites <laughs> they were so toxic they were so toxic and I mean full-time filmmaker which is the group I believe you found me from and you know I, I I've been doing a lot in I think overall it's a really 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 great group I don't have much to say but there's a lot out there that's like the wild wild west you know and it's just not it's safe for people <laughs> to be <laughs> digging around in but um but yeah I would I would watch that and I would start to observe your um feelings a little bit about how you feel when you are seeing things. If you tend to find things that are they're causing you to have a little bit more negative emotion towards it, you might watch how much you're actually continuing to just feed yourself with things. You don't need a constant dopamine hit of inspiration by watching other people's work. Because um, I think if it's causing you, I've found that there's people who are very positive, optimistic, even people out there who are doing motivational talks and whatever, but I, find it, I, I found that they were starting to trigger me in negative ways. And so when that started to happen, I needed to pull away. So if you start right. to get a little bit more in touch with your intuition and your feelings and see what's negatively triggering you, what's, you know, positively triggering you and push more into the positives. And you know, some people say, well, don't live in this little unicorn rainbow world. It's like, you know, listen, person who's telling me that I know that the world is full of crap and negative things and bad. I'm not naive. I don't, I don't right. and think that everything's rainbows, butterflies, and unicorns, but I can choose to curate people. what's in my life. And, and we all have that ability to kind of curate more who we ask advice from, who we listen to, what we look at. If there's something on Facebook that constantly makes us feel negative, we need to you know, if you're afraid of unfriending, then unfollow, you know, they won't know that you've unfollowed them. Like do things <laughs> to make sure that you curate as much things that are going to uplift you. Uh, right. Cause that's going to help your forward momentum. But um, I'm excited. This is, this is good stuff. Is it, where, what else are you sitting with? Any, any other questions, thoughts, anything holding you back? Any other fears, any 
you really like got me. I'm like, all right, I'm pumped now. Like I'm ready to do this wedding. Like I'm ready to go. <laughs> good, good. I mean, you got a great, you got a great spirit about you. I mean, there's no reason that you, you won't succeed in this as long as you don't let people tear you down. Right. You know, because that, I mean, and I, I get an emotional thing about that because my biggest thing is people tearing people down. Like I, yeah. I've had a lot of support, but I've also had a lot of pain from why I'm doing this now. And, and I finally came to the, <laughs> like, I have to do this because I, I, I feel like a lot of people who give advice, they're not ill-intended. I have learned that. They're wanting to help. Yeah. But they can tend to be not helpful. Yes. Because they don't seek to understand the person they're helping. And a lot of it's, hey, here's what I'd do if I were you. And, and the thing is, but you're not me. You don't know me. I just told you, I mean, there's some even recently where I'm like, do you even hear me? Like, <laughs> I just told you what I love and you're totally telling me to do something else and whatever. And it's like, I just find that in life we'll succeed at the things that, that we're excited about. If we're doing it because a friend, a family member or somebody else is telling us to do it, we're just, we're now doing it in spite. Like we are doing that thing because they've told us we've got to do it. It's just, it doesn't end well. It just doesn't end well. And we'll tend to be on that cycle in my life. And I've seen others, you get on that stop, start cycle. Stop, you start yeah. something, you stop something. You start something, you stop something. And we can tend to actually know what well, we started in the beginning, probably to have some intuition around what we want. But we were either told some people and they squashed it. They, they didn't tell us that's probably possible. So you start to question it. You start doing other things. But you get back to that root of that thing that you know in your heart. Like right now, I can feel with you like it's, it's video and it's editing yeah. and it's shooting. And, and if you're on jobs that are not connected to that and you're more thinking, that's what the message I saw here. I'm sitting here at this job more thinking about video than I am the job I have. Well, if you are able yeah. to channel that energy into that for someone, you and them are going to win way more than if you're just seeking out jobs or opportunities that are daydreaming up. Like, oh, I wish I was doing this. You know, then it's, yeah. it's just kind of those 40 to 60 hours a week are just kind of wasted, right. especially when you know in your heart a little bit what excites you. And then you've yeah. already got some work. You have the foundation. So now those connections and then exploring that wedding and exploring a few things and then being able to just have those simple little with people you trust because that's who you'll feel safe with right now. People you trust and feel safe with having those conversations and, and offering up the ability to create some more videos and some more content and start to experiment and learn. And don't worry about what everybody else is doing and what everybody else's stuff looks like because you're going to get better. I mean, you're, you're, you're going to grow. You're going to learn. And where you are today, skill set wise, will be far different than where you are eight months from now. So, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, if, okay, so I'm going to give you a little backstory. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Um, so I first liked getting into video when I was in about eighth grade. And okay. I got inspired by this girl on YouTube. And she like made this really basic like music video. Sure. And so I decided to create my own music videos. I okay. didn't want to be in them, but I was just in them so I could edit them. Sure. So I loved editing at first. Yeah. And now I'm like, wow, like I never thought I liked shooting. So now I'm like, 
huh, like this is actually more fun than editing. Interesting. So yeah. yeah. It's just crazy. Yeah, like, it's a fantastic, it's a, it's a journey. It's an evolution, right? Yeah. 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 Like ever finding full-time filmmaker, it's changed my video game ever since. Like, Well, I can tell. That's why, like I said, <laughs> I mean, you, you should be proud of yourself because, I mean, you're, you're doing a fantastic job. I mean, and you're Thank only you. going to get better, you know, and you've got, I mean, that's why, you know, I'm, I'm continuing to do things uh, when this is being recorded. We're still in whatever it is, July. And, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm continuing to kind of probe and Parker kind of gave me a thing to reach back out and like we're going to connect in August or September. Um, but I'm trying to continue to collaborate because for me, what I love and what I want to do from what I got out of him as a collective whole, he has no desire to do. <laughs> and what he does I quite frankly have no desire to. I mean, I know how to shoot. I know how to edit. And I've done very well in that. And I've, I've outsourced editing. I've outsourced shooting. I can edit. I can shoot. But my passion is what we're doing right here. And, and this is what I love in helping guide someone to what is that thing that's their passion within the area of filmmaking and video. But if, or just I've had people who end up learning they don't want anything to do with video or filmmaking either. <laughs> I had a girl who came in <laughs> to do video and then she cried at the end of our one-on-one day and she's like, thank God I did this. I know I, I, I don't want to do video. And then a couple of years later, she was like the co-owner in a CrossFit gym and she was, oh, wow. and she couldn't be happier. And that's what I want for people because she had dabbled wow. in photography for five years. So she literally wanted to jumpstart what she thought was going to be her video career and not waste five years. Well, instead she didn't waste any time <laughs> she wow. a day and we talked through everything. And then it was like, yeah, video's not it. Um, so that's, that's my mission. I'm not talking, trying to talk people out of things, but I'm just trying to talk them into what's in their heart that they've been ignoring. And then if they do that, they'll thrive. And so, um, and be much happier. So on that vein, you know, full-time filmmaker has, I mean, he, I was telling a buddy today, I mean, he's monopolizing in the video world because he's going to have every niche thing you can talk about yeah. in a technical aspect but there's no still, there's not a lot of actual this kind of support available at all. You know, it's still mm -hmm. hosting the group and you might get a whole bunch of comments, which can be helpful. I'm not discounting that. But there's no any personal support from anybody who's there doing it because somebody like Parker much prefers to create one time, watch a video. That's how you learn from me, not I'm going to personalize this. And I think that right. the stuff he's teaching, it doesn't need to be personalized. I don't need you to tell like, if I put the saturation thing more to the left or the right, it's going to be more saturated. No, I really need a person to like talk to about right. that. But I believe the work I'm doing, like it's very hard to just watch a video of me. Like you wouldn't get the same out of what we had today. If you just watched me, I mean, I don't know how many, how many of the jumpstart sessions, you watch a few? Like, like three or four, I think. Yeah, only. sure. But, but I mean, yeah. do you feel this was different? Oh, yeah. Than... I mean, it was definitely like the things you post on Facebook is definitely relevant. Like they're very mm -hmm. relevant to like anyone probably. But sure. um, yeah, this is definitely more personable. And it's like, get to know you. What's your situation? Yeah. And I like that. Yeah. And that's, and I think that's a powerful thing. So that's why I'm trying to kind of partner with him because we're not conflicting. I don't want to create, I want to refer anybody who needs technical help to right. his thing because yeah. in spades, he's, he's a great educator and teacher and he's just covering the gamut. Um, but it seems like on the mindset and business and kind of personal coaching, there's a, there's a hole there. Um, right. and that's really the only area that I want to mess, mess with. And, uh, it's exciting because I think that 
there's so much potential for people and sometimes they just need a little personal, you know, encouragement and help and just a few tweaks, you know, because a lot of times we have all the right ingredients, but I've used this before, but if you have a cup and you put, you know, uh, a ton of sand in and then you try to get rocks in, right. it's not going to work. But if you put the yeah. rocks in, pour the sand around it, you're good. So it's the same ingredients like you're making food, you know, you put too much salt too much this, it's the same ingredients, but too much or too little of something and it doesn't work. It doesn't taste well. And I think sometimes that's where somebody like yourself, there's just that subtle bit of a tweak that you can make. And now we talk about clarity, confidence, connection. If you can clear off that windshield, you'll drive your car a lot faster, better maneuvering. You know, then if it's foggy, yeah. you're going to slow down. You're not going to be afraid you're going to hit something if you can't see where you're going. Exactly. And sometimes we're a little foggy and it prevents us from moving too fast or trying because we're afraid of making mistakes. We're like walking on eggshells. And, and yeah. if you just release a little bit of that, it's off for the races. So, Right. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yes. This has oh. been really helpful. Like, I'm just like, okay, now I know for sure. Like, this is, I'm in the right path. Like, Good. I'm not crazy. It's, yeah. it's what I, I think that's what it's supposed to be doing. Yeah. And so. you'll change and you'll evolve over time. But where you're at yeah. today yeah, with yeah. that, that's the thing. I'm at where are we at today, not where we might be ten years from now, but where are we at today? Question, because I'm like, I don't know. Like, I could be a director of marketing. I could be owning my own business. Like, yeah. who knows? Yeah, but that shooting and editing—that's where I'm seeing. You're super excited about, and just lean more into that. You know, keep experimenting, and you know, really cool things are going to happen for you. So, yeah, thank you. There you have it, another episode of Jumpstart Sessions, and I hope you enjoyed that episode. So if you yourself would like to be coached on a future episode of Jumpstart Sessions, just head on over to jumpstartsessions.net and click Get Coached on the Podcast. Again, as of the recording of this episode, they are free as long as they can be used as a podcast episode. I would really love to help you gain a greater level of clarity, confidence, and connection in your life and alignment in your business so that you can move faster and make things happen without so much resistance. So I look forward to connecting with you in the future. Have an amazing rest of your day and keep rocking and rolling. Take care. 